but now, O great mountain, before the Rubabel thou shalt become a plague, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof, with shoutings, crying, Grace, grace unto it. Shouts of Grace Fenton brings you pure and undiluted word of God from the impeccable throne of grace. Be blessed as you listen. This year is going to be a beautiful year. You believe it? Then let me hear your amen. It's going to be a beautiful, glorious year. Because what you call it is what it becomes. Irrespective of what previous years have been like. You see, the experiences of the past should not be strong enough to determine what is going to happen in the new. I'm going to give you 30 seconds. Say something about this year to yourself. Come on. What is this year to you? What is it going to be like? What are you going to see? What are you going to experience? What will your experiences be like? Come on, say it out. What you say is what you have. Come on, say it. Be bold to say it. Come on. What you say is what you have. Be bold to say it. Be bold to say it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. You see, you must be bold to lay hold on the things that God has placed in your heart. Be bold to declare them every day till you see them. Be bold to say it out. Because the devil wants your voice muted. Because he wants you to say nothing. Because he knows what you say is what they're going to have. So you say the right thing. You prophesy over your husband. You prophesy over your wife. You prophesy over your children. You say the best over people around you. You don't say things like, uh, I know you will disappoint me. No, no, don't say, no, no negative stuffs around you. Even if the, if the person has already started disappointing you, you say things like, no, this will turn out for my good. It's going to behave well. Because what you say is what they're going to have. Are you with me? I said, are you with me? Glory to God. That's how it's going to be. That's how it's going to be. Let's open our Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 30 and verse 8. 1 Samuel chapter 30 and verse 8. Media, quickly help me. Let's have it. 1 Samuel 38. Glory to God. 1 Samuel chapter 30 and verse 8. That's the word God gave us for some of us that have not been around for a while. Or you're just traveling back. God gave us this word as our word for 2022. And David inquired at the Lord. And that's a lesson for us there. Anything you want to do this year, inquire of the Lord. Do you hear me? And whatever God asks you to do, do it. It's a secret to success in all you do this year. David inquired at the Lord saying, shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? Now, we understand the 
background of this story. Only let me don't let me assume. Verse one. Give us verse one. Let me read through. Because I want you to be on this. You need to understand this scripture. This scripture has to be on your mouth throughout this year. But this is what God gave us. Verse 1 of 1 Samuel 13. It came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south. And Ziklag and, and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire. And had taken the women captives that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small. But carried them away and went on their way. I mean, you invaded the place. You didn't take cars. You didn't take stores. Of, okay, they burned the places down. And then they took their women. Are you following me? The women represent productivity, reproduction, multiplication. So they took everything Every avenue for them to multiply, to reproduce, to increase, to, to build home, they took them away. That's what happened there. Every capacity they had to do something better, to reproduce, to multiply, took them away. So in verse 3, David and his men came to the city and behold, it was burned with fire. And their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no power, no more power to weep. I mean, it was a painful experience for them. And they wept and wept and wept and wept until there's no strength to weep again. They just kind of opened their mouth and there's no strength to weep. David's two wives were taken captives, Ahinoam, the Jezreelites, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Camelite. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David did what? He encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And David said to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me here the effort. And Abiathar brought Tether, the effort to David. And that was what led to verse 8, which is the scripture God gave us. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? Because after he has wept and was distressed and was discouraged, he allowed himself to be encouraged. So you see a key there. That you must ensure that you don't lose your joy, whatever happens. Because it was after he encouraged himself that he now had the understanding to go and make inquiry of the Lord. When he was distraught, when they were weeping, nobody asked the Lord. See, when situation comes and they looks like the opposite of what you're expecting, the response to the situation it's not for you to be crying or weeping or get discouraged or distressed or say, I'm not going to church again. This thing is really bad. It's not working. Everything is collapsed. No. The solution is to make inquiry of the Lord. Shall I? But David knew God. He knew God. He knew that, yes, they've taken our wives. All I need now is an instruction from the Lord on what to do. That's it. So he went to God and said, Shall I? Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? 
And God answered him, Pursue. Can you say with me, Pursue? For thou shalt surely what? And without fail, glory to God. That's the word of God for us in 2022. Whatever has been lost, whatever was stolen, whatever was taken captive, whatever was taken away, whatever was burnt down, God says we have to pursue and we will overtake and without fail, we will recover all. That will be your experience this year in the name of Jesus. What did you lose last year? What kind of money did you spend that you were not supposed to spend? What kind of losses did you experience? Who are the people that ripped you and, and stole from you and, and scammed you and all of that? What kind of money did you put in the business and nothing came out of it? The Bible, uh, God is telling us from this scripture that this year there's a great opportunity for us to pursue, to overtake, and to recover all without fail. I mean, if God has said, go, okay, go, you will recover. It's enough word. But God wanted us to be sure. He said, you will recover all without fail. Do you believe that word? If you believe it, then it becomes your experience. In the name of Jesus. I don't know what you have lost. Not just last year. No. In the past years, in the last 10, 15, 20 years, what have you lost? This year, God is bringing all the past year of losses and he's going to collapse them into just one year and he's going to extract all the blessings out that we have lost in time past. Did you lose any of your parents in the last 20 years? God said there's a recovery. It doesn't mean they will rise up from the dead, but somebody will come into your life that will do more than what your biological parents will have done. I'm, I'm sure some of you don't understand the import of this word yet. Recovery. Did you lose a relationship, broken heart, broken relationship? And you're like, oh my God, everything is over. This guy left, this lady left. Hear me! There's recovery. Can somebody say there's recovery for me? Is that how you're going to say? Say, I'm going to pursue. I'm going to overtake. And you know, in the realm of the spirit, overtaking is allowed. There's nothing like I'm the one in front now. That's why the Bible says the first shall be last, the last shall become. If you're not careful, the first will become the last. And the last will become first. So you've got to take this word and do what and run with it. Pursuit is not a passive language is an active language. You've got to do something. You've got to rise up. You've got to pursue in the place of your prayers, in the place of your confession, in the place of your service, in the place of honoring God, in the place of doing something for God, in the place of getting into the heat of the action. Because, you see, God in His wisdom, God could have said, don't worry. I'm going to confuse them. They will bring your wife and the children back. Just stay here and be enjoying yourself. You know God could have done it. There are places where God will say, you will not need to do anything. Watch and see my deliverance. There are places like that in the scripture. But the instruction this year is not to sit down and be resting. It's to get up and be on the move. Are you following me? Pursue and what? 
the business you left, like, oh, it's over, it's gone. I lost that opportunity. God said, you didn't lose anything. It's a year of recovery. Limitless joy. Now, the last three months of last year, October, November, December, God spoke to me uh, about the spirit of joy that we should lay emphasis on it. How many of you remember? And we started teaching about joy in the Holy Ghost every service. And here comes the first of uh, uh, the year. And God gave us a word, pursue, overtake, and recover. And I'm asking the Lord, so what's the connection here? You've been asking us to stay joyful all the time. You know, God is wise. God is so wise. God is so wise that the Bible says the foolishness of God is wiser than men. That's about how the Bible puts it. The foolishness of God is wiser than men. His weakness is stronger than men. When he says his foolishness is wiser than men, what he says is that the foolishness of God is wiser than all the wisdom of men combined, not just one man. He said the foolishness of God is wiser than men altogether. God is so wise. So, we've, 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 we looked at the joy of the Lord is what? Is your strength. So, we stayed joyful. We're expressing joy. And we are gathering what? Strength. And then 34 comes, he says, pursue. So, do you see the connection? I mean, what's the point of pursuit when you are weak? He said, pursue. He said, ah, you say, ah, I want to run, but I can't run. So, God prepared us for three good months. And I didn't know why. It was just an instruction. Joy in the Holy Ghost. And I was teaching it. And we're expressing it. And I was telling all you guys in the house that stay joyful. Don't allow the devil to steal your joy. Stay joyful. Block off every loophole. Every loophole from where there is strife and contention and quarrels and somebody hurting you and your bitter. Block all of them off and Stay in joy because the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the devil doesn't come to attack strength. He comes to attack joy. He knows if he takes your joy, your strength is gone. Are you still with me? And and, and that gave us pragmatic steps, practical steps we can take to ensure this. I gave several examples for husband and wives, for singles, and how to just stay in joy. And my wife and I, I, told, I gave you that example last year. We come to a point, we say, look, there is nothing that happened between us. It mustn't extend beyond five minutes. So, uh, we all know that the greatest place where there's offense is in marriage. Singles will not agree with me. It's okay. But married couples will agree. If you are married, then I'll say amen. Do you agree with what I just said? Why? Because two opposites come together. Two opposites. You like beans, she likes rice. You finish your food without taking water, he's taking water all through eating. And you are saying, why are you eating like that? As if your own is the authentic one. You know, sometimes you just want your spouse to be like you. But who says what you are doing is the right thing? Who says? And then sometimes you judge your spouse. Wake up to pray because your body frame and your personality and your habits over the years 
It's nothing for you to wake up in the morning and jump up from the bed and pray. And your spouse is not like that. It takes time to wake up and say, God cannot hear your prayer like this. Hey, before you met your spouse, who's been answering this to our prayers? Suddenly, you want to hold your spouse to ransom like he, he or she doesn't know how to do anything. You've got to do this. Got... How did he survive without you for 25 years? All of a sudden, your spouse doesn't know nothing. If not that God sent you into his or her life, he will have died. Who says? Why didn't he die before you met him? So you want to eliminate every friction to minimum. Are you following me? Just maintain the atmosphere of joy. Joy in the Holy Ghost. I mean, husband and wife quarrel over shocking, unbelievable things. Like, why did you look at me like that? Things like, did not say thank you. You ate my food. Very significant things. And rather for the husband to be humble and say, oh, sorry, sorry, thank you. He say, I took you out yesterday. Did not say thank you. I, I drove, my driver, I drove you to Bodhija Market. I stayed in the car for two hours. Inside the sun. I see both of you not eat the food. So instead of just respond and give your spouse what he wants, you are tackling. I mean, you are just tackling each other and weakening each other in the process of doing that. You just learn to cooperate. Are you following me? Because your joy is at stake. And if you are still single, oh, your place of work, your colleagues, if you are a student, your roommates, they are sent into your life to teach you how to stay in joy. Ever had a roommate who doesn't sweep? Yeah, the room is clean. So you keep on sweeping and sweeping because you can't stay in a room that is dirty, but your, your, your roommate is anointed to stay in the midst of refuse. So after about three minutes, you get tired. You say, what's wrong with you? Didn't they train you at home? He said, hey, 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 you are sending message to my parents. And then souls will start. Sometimes, some of those issues, you just learn to ignore. Come on, say ignore. Hey, it's not everything you bother yourself with. It's not everything. Just ignore some of those things. And move on. In order to keep your joy. Are you following me? We went on an outreach one particular day. We are coming back. I don't know who those that were with me that day. I think Pastor was with me. I think Afreta or some other people. I can't remember. But we met a woman in the market when we were coming back from the outreach Saturday morning. We met one woman in the market. And the woman was talking to another woman saying somebody cheated her and the woman say and you left it like that no go back and fight as you see me like that i can kill myself for something that does not concern me so i turned back to to really see the face that is producing that statement and he looked at me and moved there and repeated the same thing the thing that does not concern me i can kill myself on it Are you following me? And then there's a skit I saw on Instagram. And I can't remember the song. But the song looks, the song, background song looks like you see trouble, you go and look for trouble. And the guy, you know what they usually do? That they will put kerosene in their mouth. They will blow it. And then put fire on it. And then do all of that. So the guy was trying to do that. Maybe he used petrol, I don't know. That's how he blew the thing. Eh? His mouth caught fire. 
people would watch that him and they'd have to help him. He started rolling on the floor. The fire was getting bigger and they had to use one blanket to put up the fire. All for Instagram. He was going to kill himself. Those kind of situations is when the devil is resting. You know the Bible says the devil goes to and fro. He goes to and fro looking for whom we will devour. Someone that's going to and fro, we usually have time of rest. He's resting and you went to meet and said, Devil, how are you doing? Why are you sleeping? There's another picture I saw. Lion sleeping. Monkey take a stick. And was going. And they put a caption that only God knows what motivational speakers have told this monkey. That's what we do as in it is unnecessary. Because there's a situation of the devil tempting you, but there's a situation of you tempting the devil. As in those things could be easily avoided. And most of the issues that happen, especially in marriage, those of you that are married will recall that those, of, those things you say to your spouse that becomes hurtful, most of the time you realize it. You realize it. Sometimes your spouse did something and then you overlook it, then you go and sit down, then the event come back again. Say, Kitty, you know, nonsense. Ah, no, 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 I need, I, need, I need to say these things. And then you realize it. Now, those words you are realizing is coming straight from hell directly. At that point, you are meant to resist and say, no, I'm not going to say this. There's no point. But because we want to please our flesh, your flesh is not rested until those words are said. So you stand up. Go and give it to him. And you are wondering that by saying this, my spouse will understand and be gentle and be remorseful. Rather than that, the thing went to level two. And because it moved to level two by the response of your spouse, you now move it to level three. That what have I said? What have I said? All I wanted from you is to say sorry. And then your problem moved to level four. Sorry for saying all this. And then it goes on and on. In 2022, the devil will not have you in Jesus' name. That amen is so weak. I said in 2022, the devil will not have you. Make up your mind. The joy of the Lord is what? Your strength. So you want to stay joyful all the time. Whether there's money in your pocket or there's no money, stay joyful. Whether you've received what you wanted from God or not, stay joyful. And so, in 1 Samuel chapter 13 verse 8, David inquired at the Lord saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And God answered him, Pursue for thou shalt surely overtake them. And without fail you will recover us. Is this some? All. Come on, say all. Shout all. Think about the things you've lost in the last 10, 15, 20 years. Think about them. All. Not some. All. All. That will be your experience in the name of Jesus. You'll be sharing testimonies after testimonies. Everything you have lost, even if what you lost is 100 naira, there's going to be restoration. God didn't say, 
all the big major things you have lost. Because that's how our mind is processing it. God said all. Emotionally, physically, financially, health-wise, parents, family, whatever it is that the devil took, there's a recovery. But God said, you have to pursue. Oh my God. Running part is an instruction that goes with recovering all. <laughs> he said, pursue. David said, shall I pursue and overtake? God said, pursue. God has said, don't waste your energy. Stay there and see what I will do. Like when he told the children of Israel, they were faced with the wall of Jericho. God did not ask them to pursue or run into the sea and fight them. Mm-mm. He said, just be marching around and be praising me. That's all. On the seventh day, shout. The Bible said the wall sank into the ground. The wall went down. And when we say wall, stop thinking about the fence in your house. The wall of Jericho was massive. It should be wider than this auditorium. Because four chariots can race on top of that wall. Four chariots of horses, side by side, they can race on top of it. You know how big a chariot is? And the Jericho guys were just looking and smiling at idiots. Look at them, walking around. They didn't know they had the Lord. Are you following? That wall came down. The, the wall was their protection. I mean, they were just perch on the wall. The enemy is coming from the wall. They will just shoot their arrows and kill all of them. So Jericho was in. Nobody could conquer Jericho. But God said, go there and march around. Stay in praise. Give a shout. God, God, knows, God knows that joy is our joy is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength, rather. Stay joyful. Are you following me here? So, God says, pursue the pursuit part of this is that you cannot sit down in the things of the spirit like you, like you sat down last year or two years ago. If you're going to pursue this year, something has to be different. Are you following me? Something has to be different. Give me a little bit more volume on this monitor. Just a little more. Something has to be different. And what is different is that there's, there's a pursuit. There's a movement. There's a going after people of God. The, 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 the things you have to do in the place of prayer, in the place of confession, in the place of um, serving God, putting your hands on the plow, you have to step it up. That's the pursuit part. Let's look at the next verse. This is going to surprise you. It's going to shock you. In verse 9, he says, So David went, he, and how many men? 600 men. So you can imagine how many women they took. If there are 600 men, not 600 boys, 600 men who had wives. So we are talking of nothing less than 600 wives. They were taken away. They, that's why they were weeping and weeping. God forbid for somebody to get home and say, where's my wife? Where's my babe? Yeah. They came. They said, who came? Even if you are quarreling at that time, Eh? Every quarter is over. Say they have taken your wife. 
Say who took my wife? Troop. Troop. That's why they started crying in the first place now. David is a man of war. David. David cried. How now? But those people were more than them. Massive number of they invaded, they burnt their city, took every took their wives away. So a lot of things are going in their head. Are they raping my wife now? All these bandits, are they raping my wife? Are they killing my wife? She wants a girl, all kind of Emotions rush out them, so they wept. But weeping doesn't bring solution. Can you hear me? This year is not a year of weeping. It's a year of pursuit. Those of you that like to weep, any small thing. Huh. Your husband is saying, Ma, more. Let me cry. Any little thing like this, especially all those ladies, any little thing like this. You say, what, What's happening? What's in Kelodi? The, what weeping will do from this scripture is that it will sap your energy. Because the Bible says they wept till they had no more energy to weep. So weeping is sapping. Let me tell your neighbor, no weeping this year. What are I going to have this year? Joy. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh. Tell your neighbor, joy cometh. That's it. Joy. So they wept and wept and wept. And, you know, their wives were taken away. 600 wives. Some of them had two wives, like David. So the Bible says here, they came to Brook Besor, who were those that were left behind stayed. And then look at verse 10. This is where I'm a little bit surprised. But David did what? He and... But in verse 9, how many of them were there? But how many people pursued? Why? He told us, for 200 abode behind, which were so faint that they could not go over the brook, Bissau. Now, hear me well. There is nobody that they will take his wife that will say, I'm tired. It's strange. They took your wife. You now say I'm faint. Why were these people faint? No joy. They were after God said pursuit. Bible says, did you hear what the Bible said? David pursued. He and what? Two two hundred men stayed behind. Like we can't go again. You know why they became weak? Bible said became so faint to cross the brook became impossible. You will cross the brook this year. Because what you are trying to recover is at the other end of the brook. You see why you can't faint? Because when you faint, what you want to recover is at the other side. Do you know why they became weak and faint? They lost their joy. They did the opposite of being joyful. And what is the opposite of being joyful? Murmuring. Ah, they took my wife. Ah. Ah, what kind of a God is this? And I used to come to church. Oh, ah, how can this negative thing happen to me? Ah, da, 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 da. Murmuring and complaints. They weakened themselves until they got to an important part that will connect them to their recovery process. And there's no strength to go on. They murmured. 
Listen to me, people of God. If there's anything you should run away from this year, it's murmuring. You hear what I said? Let's go somewhere. We'll come back to this verse. Let me show you something. Go, give us this scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Verse 10. 1 Corinthians 10, 10. Quickly. First Corinthians 10, 10. Make it fast. Make it fast. What's going on there? The Bible says, let's read together. One, two, go. Mm. Give us Amplify. Quickly. Amplify. Amplified, First Corinthians 10, 10. It says, nor this. Let's see together. I want to go. Beautiful. Go back to KJV. Neither murmur ye as some of them also murmur. What does it mean to murmur? Uh, I don't even know. I don't even know. What's going on? I don't know why. Why are they doing this? Uh, da, 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 da. That's murmuring. And complaint. Pastor, are you saying murmuring and complaint can stop recovery process? That's exactly what I'm saying. If you know you're a champion murmurer, you've got to drop it. Do you hear what I said? In order to pursue, you have to choose one, pursue or more. You can't do both. Imagine somebody on the track, 100 meters, and you are running and you want to murmur on the way. No. You are either on the pursuit or you murmur. Those that murmur, they are on the spectating ground. Spectators. But if you are on the track, your goal is set where you are going. For the Lord God will help me. I will not be confounded. Now that I have set my face like a flint, I know I will not be ashamed. Murmurers are discontent people like Amplified puts it. There's nothing that satisfies them. There's nothing that pleases them. There must be one negative thing that they will bring out of it. If they have done it that way, I don't even know. If uh, the way they arrange the chair is not fine, they should have arranged it in triangle. Why did they use parallelogram? All kind of murmuring and complaints. You complain about the government, complain about God, complain about your spouse, complain about the goats crossing the road, complain about the paint of a house you saw that is not your house. See, ah, how much is a useless by man? At least the car has built the house. Hello, somebody. Come on, shout, no murmuring this year. No the devil is a liar. Let's put you into the murmuring mood. Let's murmur about everything. Your wife serves you food. Say, ah. I told you I don't like this kind of food. Hey, eat first. And thank God that you have food to eat. Are you following? Complain about your husband? That he doesn't have six pack. At least he has a pack. There's a amusement pack.
murmuring makes things worse. Because the air in the head of your husband is receding so small, you start complaining and murmuring. Me like hell. Me like power. Me like hell. Me like badness. Me like badness. The more you complain, the more the air is going back. When I marry her, they don't marry boldness. See, boldness or no badness, pray that your husband should have money. The reason you are complaining about boldness is because there is no money yet. If he has money, you will be saying it's the boldness that brought the, that brought the money. So leave all those insignificant things by badness. What is boldness? Really? And then someone will say, hey, my, 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 my husband is snoring. My wife is snoring. Enjoy the snow. Because it's going to be like that for a while. You carry pillow, you block your hair, you turn around, you say, oh God. No, get used to it. Stay in joy. See it as melody. Stop murmuring and complaining. I did not bargain for this. I did not bargain for this. I did not tell me that you used to snore. Ha. You don't know whether it's the snoring that is producing money. Would you have preferred a man that does not snore? I wake up in the morning, it's not the wood is watching. You say, oh God, there's no food in that young parifimi. So, see. There is downside to everybody. Nobody is going to be perfect. Oh, my husband is such an handsome man. But there will be one downside there. It will just be there. Because you are human. Leave the downside. Stay, stay on the upside. And stay in joy. You are getting fat, you are getting fat. Let her get fat. If you don't want to get fat, take her to the gym. When you are taking her to the gym, don't leave her alone in the gym. Because of gym instructors. (laughs) I'm just warning you. Some demonic gym instructors. The way they hold your wife. You say, well, I like you fat. Are you following me here? I hope there's no gym instructor in this one. We have, we have only gym instructors, all right? So, <laughs> glory to God. By all means, stay joyful this year. And those of you that are single, no relationship, no guy, no brother, let Jesus be your boyfriend. Till the, till the boyfriend will show up. Make Jesus your boyfriend. Love Jesus. Blow kiss to Jesus. He will take it. He will receive it. Love yourself. Rather put yourself in some depressive mood. So they murmur. They complain in First Corinthians 10, 10 and they were destroyed. God. And in verse 11 it says, All these things happened unto them for what? For examples. Example for who? For us. That murmuring leads to destruction. 
And they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. He said in verse 12, let him that thinks he standeth take heed lest he fall. Because I'm preaching and people say, murmuring is not my sin. I don't murmur. I only mourn. Let him that thinks he stands take heed. Come on, say no murmuring this year. Because you can see. You can't combine the two. Is that you pursue or you murmur? Murmur. Please, let people be. You can't control people. You can't manipulate them. You can't make people do your bidding. They are human entities. So you just satisfy your God and be on your lane. Don't, Don't get to a point where somebody somewhere is stealing your joy and that person is unaware. And your joy is gone. Every time you see the person, you become sad. Why will you give another individual that much control over your life and your emotions? And any time you see the person, you just become sad. Don't give anybody that kind of control over your life. Be in charge of your life, of your emotions. Stay joyful. Stay joyful. Do you hear me? Stay joyful. Go back to 1 Samuel chapter 30 and verse 8. Glory to God. Anybody getting blessed? I need to tidy up and I've not even started this message. So obviously you know it's going to be a series. It's going to be a series. We're going to tear this thing apart. All these pursue, overtake. Oh my God. I've made up my mind. There's recovery. Come on, say there's recovery. So he said, pursue, for that shall surely overtake them without fail, recover all. So in verse 9, 600 men uh, went, but in verse 10, only 400 pursued, 200 abode behind. May you not abide behind. They were so faint that they could not go over the brook Besor. One other way to look at this is that some of us have allowed precious people in our lives to be taken away by bandits, emotional bandits. If you're married, marital bandits. Your spouse has been taken captive, even though you are still doing things together. You are just going through the motions. Yes, you come to church together. Yes, you hold hands together. Yes, you laugh together. Yes, you do things together. But you are no longer on the same page. You've allowed emotional bandits to take your spouse away from you. You've come to a place where you think, in order for me to have peace, let him be, let me be. Do you think that's a plan of God for your life? I don't think so. Do you think it's a plan of God for your spouse to be taken captive by the emotional bandits? And you're like, eh, but she fed me here. That's how he wants it. Or that's how she wants it. What am I going to do? Let everybody be. It's not, it's not going to work. You have the responsibility to go after your spouse and refuse to faint on the way. You get to the brook, you cross it. Somebody will speak. You, because the word is pursue. So you are going to have to pursue your spouse. 
pursue the friends you have lost pursue your parents pursue all the vital relationships in your life some of you pursue your pastor because you've you've gone back you've drawn back and there's disconnection the brook has parted you and even though you still come to church but you know you're not being blessed like you should because spiritual bandits have caused a separation god says pursue you have what i said you all know, guys, yeah, you bear me witness how you pursued your girlfriend where you wanted to marry her, where you're still courting. I mean, the pursuit is intense. You buy cards, you send poems, you write storms, you buy things. He says, I phone this boy, he said, Don't worry, I'm going to fix it. I'm, I'm even going to buy another one. You, you just keep on pursuing until the girl falls heads over heel in love. And then. Some of our friends, I say, ah, this man, what do you see in this man? Ah, ah, you are better than this man. I would make you my in-law now. I say, no, that's the person I want to marry. Because you can see some pursuit. Women love pursuit. They want to be wooed. They want to be loved. They want the men to chase them. And men are chasers. Men want to chase. And let me tell you all ladies in here, don't try to chase any man. If you do, you will kill that relationship. Because every man is a hunter. There's a hunter in every man. They want to chase. They want to have their prize. But when you start chasing the man, you come with a posture of, I am yours already, even before he proposes. So the guy has no value of you like he should. He begins to take you and, make, and post with you. Post with your destiny. He has not proposed. He's asking you to cook for him. And bring the food. Drop it at my door. I won't be at home, but drop it at the door. And it's what I want is said. Yeah, but I don't have that kind of stuff. Go to market now. And he's not giving you money. Who is pursuing? Eh? It's the lady that is no, the man also to do the pursuit. The man is the aggressor. The woman is the responder. I just gave you that. All you single. All you single ladies. Let the man pursue you. Stop sending suggestive text. When I saw you in church today, I saw the glory of God on you. God loves you, and so do I. Don't send a test to a woman, to a guy, to a man. And say, who's your kind of a woman? Oh, my, what, what are you trying to do? Even if he doesn't love you, he will start telling you lies. He say, you are my kind of woman. It's a lie. Lie. The way you have laughing, you have pursued one man before. <laughs> are you following me here and some of you ladies do it stop it tell the lady beside you who is single stop it but if you are married pursue your husband pursue him hold him by the neck tie him down don't let him go nowhere and if you are married the man you keep on pursuing your wife 
who told you that she stopped loving ice cream? Part of what you used to get her was ice cream in those days. Now you married her, no more ice cream. The only thing left is ice in the fridge. No cream. Before you got married, you take her to cinema and you see her eyes brightening. And then you go, Pastor, I don't know what's wrong with my wife. I say, what's wrong? Come and look sad. She's never happy. When last did you take her to cinema? When last did you give her money? And she said, What is it for? She said, For nothing. That's for you. Write her a check of 200K. Say, For what? Say, For nothing. Say, is it for food? I don't know. And she will be doubting. Say, What should I use? I said, when last did you buy her shiny things? She loves them. Shiny, shiny things. Things that shine. That makes no meaning to you. She's been telling you to fix a mirror in the bedroom. You refuse. You say it's not priority. Hey! It's priority for her. Buy the largest mirror. Put it there. Otherwise, you become the mirror. How do I look? My shoes? Am I fine? Am I? Stay enjoying the only. I mean, let her be joyful. Give her what she needs. Even though you don't need it. Your own priority are things in boxes phones, laptop. She's not interested in all of that. She wants. (laughs) Now, you single guys in relationship, no gift. To the person you are dating, no gift. No gift, none. You are sending a prayer point. No gift. Every day, prayer point. Say number one prayer. Pray. Pray that demons will not. Hey, do you know, you know one particular husband came to me and said, my wife, I'm convinced my wife, is, she has a demon. I said, your wife has it. He said, Pastor, she's sad every day. Sad! He said, Pastor, how can somebody wake up sad, depressed? He said, that's, that, she wasn't like that. I said, that's what I want to hear. She wasn't like that. It was when she met you. Oh! She met you and then she became a demon. So I told her, I said, when you get home, get 100K, give it to her. The demon will leave. He said, Pastor, I thought you would pray. I said, this one is not prayer. When you get home, give her 100K. He says, it's for what? Just say, no, just whatever. Just use it. I said, if the demon does not leave, then come back and tell me I'm not a man of God. I said, all of you married men here, do that for your wife sometimes. Whatever amount. Even if it's 5K, you see her face brighter. Even if it's 5K. And you say, it's, it's, it's just, say, okay, give her a carrot. No, 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 no. Just use to buy credit.
Are you following? And if some of you wives that are career women, you happen to have more income than your husband, be smart, be wise, let him be in control, make him feel like a man. You understand what I'm saying? Work together. Because whether you like it or not, the anointing for your productivity is passing through him to you. It flows from the head down to the beard. Christ is the head of the man. The man, the husband, is the head of the wife. That's how it flows. So some of you that have gentle, easygoing husband, and you think it's your own very strong, sharp-mouthed, choleric, something that is making this world, it may not be like that. It's the two of you, the combination, two of you, that makes things work. Are you following me? And if your wife is more brilliant or more sharp or more having more income than you, as a man, don't be intimidated. Keep on praying for her. Push her forward the more. Bless her the more. In the morning, put your hands on her and bless her. Go forward, my go and rip. Ah, anointing. Don't stand there and say, ah, you cannot do your masters, you cannot do your PhD. Because of intimidation. It's foolishness. Your wife belongs to you. Hey! Some people will pray for their wife, their wife prosper, and then they block the blessing. Because of insecurity and intimidation, allow her to be. Are you following me? Let her fly. Give her wings to fly. Protect her. Shield her. Let her be. Don't stop her because of unnecessary intimidation. We are pursuing this year. Nothing is stopping us. Look at your neighbor and say, nothing is stopping us this year. Nothing. 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 We pursue. We overtake. Come on, say that. And without fail, we recover how many? I can't hear you. We recover our health. We recover our money. We recover in career. We recover in business. We recover in relationships. We recover in spiritual matters. We even recover our prayer life back. Some of you, when you were on campus, you were so hot for God. If the devil see you passing the road, he will cross to the other side. This day, if the devil see you walk on the road, he will be coming to you directly. Uh How are you? Who are you? I did for seven sons of Skeva. (laughs) They saw Paul casting out demons. They said, we can cast demons too. Seven sons of Skeva, he said, put them. He said, in the name of Jesus! Get out. The demons reply, yeah, we, are, we will go. But lock the door first. <laughs> we, are, we are about to go, but we want you to lock the door first. <laughs> lock the door. One demon eh, dealt with seven, seven foolish sons. They should look for their father. Their father is clever. Seven sons of clever. They should look for the father. Say, Where did you burn all this? <laughs> The demons about Paul, we know. Jesus, we know. Hey, they bear. Because in the realm of the spirit, there is ranking. When you mention your name, you see ranking. Are you following me? You want to rank this year? 
stay in joy. That's what I said. Stay in joy. Demons will bow to you. Afflictions, they will listen to your voice and go. In the name of Jesus. This year, you will produce like never before. This year, grace will speak for you. This year, you will overtake and recover all. Stand up and pray the Holy Ghost. This message is brought to you by Junamis and Sophia and part of the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, Shouts of Good Center, and Kisses and Hogs Club, an online ministry to singles and married couples. Connect with us on Instagram at Pastor Junamis, at Pastor Sophia Bola, at Shouts of Grace Center, at KC underscore global, on Facebook at KC Global. YouTube on Mixlr at KHC Global. Visit our website www.kcsandhooks.com via our mail at kcpartners at gmail.com to partner with us kcsandhooks.com slash partnership. God bless you.